Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pod save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. It's Wimbledon, Kate's got her wedges out and I am here, your host and gripper. I'm back, I've missed a couple of weeks so hopefully I can still remember how to do it. Um, thank you to Zoe Forsey for stepping in to host last week. She's joining us again today. Hi. And our regular royal editor, well not a regular. Regular royal editor. Regular royal editor. <laughs> our royal editor who is a regular on the show, uh, Russell Myers is here with Hello. us as well. Um, not out and about with the royals today. Not today, no. Not today. Although it's very nice outside, I would have uh, would have liked to get out of the office, but oh, maybe later. Early weather reference. Early weather <laughs> reference. Those that yeah. like to track these <laughs> things, um, we haven't yet turned it into some form of drinking game, but there may be high potential <laughs> in this one. Ooh, that would be a that'd fun be fun. One. Yeah, excited about the sunshine. <laughs> maybe it's not too late. You know, go go get yourselves a cup of tea and a biscuit. Maybe it's a bis- biscuit one instead. <laughs> Have a biscuit every time we mention the weather. <laughs> Deary me. Right. Okay. Clearly, still remember how to do this in a slightly random fashion but there's lots to talk about today there's been a few big announcements since um you guys were talking a week ago lots of visits yes busy busy Royals. and obviously the big um thing that everyone's been thinking about probably for the for the last week or so has been gradually information sort of coming out or not coming out is archie's christening and because it's that time when royal babies do get do get dunked and baptised and, and welcomed into the church and, and celebrated with their family. So it, it kind of first became really prominent for, like for me last weekend and the discussion around um, that it was going to be a much more private christening than yeah. we've seen. And, you know, for, for the Cambridge's children, it's still been a private christening, that it's not been like the weddings where the cameras have been in there and, you know, you, you've you've seen the service it has been you, but you have seen people arriving you've seen them in their glad rags and kind of those nice moments of the family greeting each other and what they've cho- what they've chosen to wear which as you know we all like to we all like to Absolutely, see their yeah. outfits yeah. and and that kind of thing and and see them being happy on a happy family day but this time it sounds like it's going to be quite different yeah, well, they've chosen to have a you know a private event, um, which has caused much debate, and I think it probably didn't help them that it's come you know within the same week as it was revealed that taxpayers have spent two and a half million pounds on their new um, lavish home. So you know it has it hasn't been a great week for them. While I can understand that they you know they do want to have a private event, um, they have. You know, said that their wishes are to bring Archie up as a private citizen. He's seventh in line to the throne. You know, he won't be, he hasn't taken on HRH title. I get all of this, but I just think this is the really, 
the wrong decision for for them. And of course, it is their decision. But I just thought that when the Cambridges have had the christenings of their children, as you say, there's normally one TV camera, one reporter, one uh, photographer. It's not a big media scrum like you would normally see if they were out and about uh, during the week on engagements or in tours. It's, you know, it's a very measured event. It's very respectful. They say, you know, hi, mom, and, you know, hello, sir. And, and they walk past and, and that's it. And you see the guests. Um, and there's obviously just, you know, a couple of, a, a bit of footage seeing the baby going in to be christened. Um, and that, But you don't go into the private event. And I just don't understand why they've sort of dug their heels in on um, on this issue, really. I think it's, it's interesting, you know, talking about Archie hasn't gotten HRH. Um, and when we're talking about sort of ordinary royals, and in inverted commas, as ordinary as royals can be, I always end up thinking about Zara and Mike Tindall, mm. who are, you know, the kind of more normal end of the royal spectrum and of got jobs yeah as albeit as like you know world-class sports people and now sort of doing the sponsorship circuit yeah. or, or whatever yeah. but uh, you know there were pictures of you know mike carrying small child in frilly dress for for their christening mm. so it's i guess but maybe it's different because because they do have that freedom that they're totally free of it so they've almost come out the other side where they can be relaxed about that yeah, I think presence. that you know that I think maybe that um, certainly Harry would would like to be more like Zara and Mike and have that freedom, but unfortunately he is related to the heir and he's you know he's going to be the son of the future king, and I think that you you, you the problem is you don't you can't have one foot in and one foot out, and this is the the issue that's being debated at the moment. Um, and whilst you know Harry and Meghan are you know it seems as though quite persistent to try and have this um, marriage of being members of the royal family to doing all, you know, the, the attention that comes with wanting to to highlight their global causes and yet aren't willing to, you know, maybe give royal fans and members of the media what, what they need to survive as well. I mean, I think it is a two-way street in, in a lot of instances. Um and I just think that this decision was the wrong one and it may cause issues in the future. So what do we know so far? You got so we got so, some details about what's Yeah, so we do know that it is going to be in the the Christian will be in the Queen's private chapel, which is inside the bowels of Windsor Castle. So it won't be in St George's Chapel where obviously they were married. Um, it's quite a small place, as it's been described to me, that the you know, it's it's a small place so you can't necessarily have members of the media there. However, I you know, I'll go back to what I just said about it's normally three people, photographer um, TV cameraman and one reporter just to capture it, and you wouldn't be, able and to we wouldn't be inside anyway. anyway. So, yeah, and even if you couldn't see them directly, if there was a teeny tiny corridor to get in, you can see them walking. Exactly, you know, you'd from see there. them There's walk from you know somewhere in Windsor Castle mm. grounds. You'd see them walk, you know, with into the into the castle, you know, the the inner sanctum of the grounds before they then go and have the ceremony. So, I think this is. You know, much to do about you know the privacy. And the Buckingham Palace statement said yesterday that the godparents, in line with their wishes, um, will you know will remain private. The actual identities of of them. So I imagine this is um, a uh, a decision by by Harry and Meghan and and the people that they've chosen to godparents. Which, despite all the speculation, we're now sort of 
being told that the um, the individuals aren't necessarily sort of celebrities. So I think, you know, previously we'd said that Oprah, um, you know, you arguably Misha Nonu, who is, you know, well-known fashion designer, you know, perhaps she's not on the list. And you, you might have people like uh, Benita Litt, who's, um, who's, you know, one of Megan's old old friends. Um and and had people that Harry had chosen for to be godparents are possibly less well known, probably only known because you know they've they've been involved in royal circles. But um, I, and again, I understand that, but I just think that the Cambridges on the day of the christening have announced on the court circular, you know, this event is taking place today. This is where it's happening, and these are the people that have chosen to be godparents. And what we were speaking about earlier that that is, and my pronunciation won't be right. It's the so. Uh, there, if in the in the Church of England traditionally, it um so the in the same way that a marriage gets registered and um, hat tip for the for the Daily Mail for pointing this out under the parochial registers and records measure 1978, all Church of England baptisms are a matter of public record, including the godparents and officiating minister. Anyone willing to pay the required fee can look up the details. So it's not entirely clear. When I have to say, I'm not an expert in church matters. Um, Me neither. <laughs> um, but it, so it's not clear whether uh, having the ceremony in the Queen's private Absolutely. chapel operates under different rules. And, and that- she is the head of the Church of England at the end of the day. Um, I mean, I think we we suspect it has it been confirmed that Archbishop of Canterbury will be he's, doing yeah, the he's service. He's presiding over the service. Yeah. Who um, Megan seems to have struck up a you know sort of a, a French you know a sort of a bond, her, her, a bond a with bond since with. Um, since the preparations for her wedding. So you know, so it it w- it certainly begs the question as to why they weren't because that was always the the. Um, the rumoured place of where it would take place at St George's um, Chapel. And now that it's changed to the Queen's private chapel, do they have to abide by the same rules as the parochial register? So I, d- I don't know. I must confess I don't know. And this has only come about today. So I will um, I will endeavour to find out. And I'm sure we will do a story on it and, and, and get to the bottom of it. So um, well, even if it does come out, to me, it just reminds me of um, the this kind of the whole debate about Meghan not or them not saying where Archie was born. You know, mm. when yeah. they came out and said, you know, yes, we've got a son, great, we're happy, everyone's well, la, life is great, and th- and there was just a kind of a refusal to confirm was the baby born at home, was it born in a hospital, and you had, you know, we talked about the the paper of records. The Times have, having Absolutely. the wrong the Times, the the wrong Telegraph. Times of London, you know, possibly the most famous paper in the world, um, you know, had the wrong information. And 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 as a in a historical point of view, that is not on. But it's and it it always seems slightly peculiar because the information, as it did, came out with the birth certificate, which yeah. becomes a matter of public record as well. So maybe it's about giving you know the people involved a bit of time and space because they a think gap that between yeah but like you said it will i'm it's going to come out at some point down the line as to who they are so why it's not done now i don't yeah i i don't it really will know. cut it will come <laughs> yeah. out it always does you know and uh, same as megan having a baby in the portland and i kind of got that because maybe she'd had her heart set on having a baby at home and having a home birth and you know doing doing it for the mums who wanted a home birth, and then she ended up going to one of the most exclusive, expensive hospitals in the country. Um, so I, 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 under, I understood that. But this is just, you know, I just don't understand it. And for everyone who's saying, 
you know, it's, it is their prerogative. It is, but it will come out in the end. And it's just better to have it managed and to have a relationship with the media who have been very respectful in in um, in trying to arrange something suitable that they would be happy with as well. And it, and it, again, I, I won't labour the point, but when it comes back to they, you know, they weren't going to do any facilities for Archie's birth. Um, and when you saw Harry on that um, hastily arranged photo call when he was be- being interviewed by Ireland from the Press Association, he was jumping around for joy. Like I've never seen him so happy. And, and understandably, he just had a baby. But then when they did the photo call with Meghan, he loved it. And he was, he thanked the press. He was yeah. really comfortable with it. Perhaps she, you know, she looked great and she'd just had a baby sort of you know, 48 hours beforehand. And perhaps she was uncomfortable with it and she doesn't want to do it again. Um, but for Harry, I think, I think, you know, he, he, he may have wanted to do it. But I just think see. it would be interesting to see how obviously there's the kind of media line in there, but I also think it'd be interesting to see how fans kind of take to this. Cause I think obviously it's a, it's a huge event, but also it's a really big celebration. It's a really exciting thing. It's normally like with the Cambridges, it's the first time we got to see them as a family of five. And we had that lovely moment mm. of Kate walking in, holding Louis and, you know, it's a really sweet moment. It's a really lovely historical thing. Whereas we, I, I like to see those unguarded moments when they're either walking to the church or the chapel yeah. or when they're at an engagement. The kind of and candid acting. photos. So if, we, if, if you think about weddings instance, that you've been to, quite often the best pictures yeah. are those candid oh, yeah. interaction moments. Totally. You know, most of the ones that we've got up at home from our wedding are, you know, well, certainly half of them. They're not the posed up pictures. They are those they're nice... The fun laughing. Those yeah. Just capturing Let's the moment. Let's just suggest, right, that if, if you went... If they did... All the royal family did engagements... And whether you've got Megan at the, the dog centre or you've got Kate this week at Hampton Court Garden Festival where she's playing with a load of kids and they only put out their own images from those engagements, it would be so dull because the actual images that you're seeing are those unguarded moments, whether it's the video footage or the photographs. And the unguarded moments are the best thing of how they interact with the public who, again, you know, are responsible for their very existence in terms of financially. So yeah. I think that it needs to be a bit more of two-way street. And perhaps we're reading too much into it, but I just think it's going to set them along a path which w- which will potentially be difficult to come back from. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But So when we when we kind of first heard that it was rumoured that the, um, the christening was going to be this weekend, and then someone said, oh, yeah, well, maybe Serena will be a godmother. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that would make sense because it's... Wimbledon middle weekend and if they do it on the Sunday then she'll definitely be free because they don't play on a Sunday unless it absolutely hammers it down with rain for the whole of the first week which it hasn't it's sunny as previously (laughs) as previously mentioned but I mean when it's Serena Williams you expect her still to be playing come the weekend and particularly now excitingly that she is doing the mixed doubles with Andy Murray which everybody is very excited about so um I mean, if I was Megan or Kate, I'd be wanting to get along to watch them play. That would be top yes. of my picks for for seeing at Wimbledon. Um, so we have seen we've seen Kate at Wimbledon so far already this week. Yes, she looked lovely. I really liked her. Her white dress was gorgeous. I mean, you can rely on Kate pretty much to wear white when she goes to Wimbledon. Yeah, it's really nice actually because both the events she's been to this week, she's worn kind of the longer summery dresses, and I think she's really kind of I think they're absolutely perfect. They're perfect for kind of a royal engagement like this because they're you know, nice, cool, because third mention of the weather, it's obviously been so hot. Um, but yeah, so the one she wore to Wimbledon was a lovely white Alexandra McQueen. Um, no, it wasn't. Sorry, she wore Susanna dress with an Alexandra McQueen belt. There was a bit of confusion at the start because everyone bought the dress. 
was McQueen, but it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, the dress was lovely, and she added a little bow um, to the top of it as well, which was really sweet. It was just it was kind of just simple and summery and relaxed. Like it looked quite easy to the stuff that she's wearing. Um, stuff the nice <laughs> clothes that she's wearing at the moment. They look quite sort of fluid and floaty and easy to wear and yep. I mean I was very sorry not to join the pussy bow conversation hey. last week <laughs> um, drink yeah <laughs> it's that new rule that was that's it yeah, yeah yeah so uh, you know her her ascot number which I thought like it reminded me a little bit of Downton Abbey somehow yep. that kind of that kind of era which I thought you know was was lovely so she's got she's clearly got a lovely summer wardrobe so we'll look yes. forward to seeing what else she always does she always looks brilliant at Wimbledon I think that's kind of the perfect you know she always comes out with some brilliant dresses and I think this was a good and I really hope we get to see her again and to see another another dress. Something else. And it, uh, the I, th- I think it's one of those places where she seems at her most relaxed because she yeah. like she clearly is a tennis fan. She's got a long-standing relationship with Wimbledon, for, you know, writing a so writing a letter years and years ago and Oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 We all got to analyze her handwriting from when she was like <laughs> a child. Um, and and she's obviously now the patron of the All England Club, which is, you know, dream job for her, I should yeah. think, as from all the from the different roles that you you get to take on. So, um, she's done well with some courses that are things she's actually really passionate about, hasn't she? She's got that one with obviously with the photography yeah. and everything. Yeah. Scouts, you know. Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> so, you know, it may make sense to give given that she's going to be doing these things for many, many, many years to yes, come. Yes, this is true. Makes sense to pick things she's she's going to be um she's going to be enjoying. Um so Harry's been out a bit as well this week. He's been talking about Archie, saying some very nice things. Yeah, he was saying about how being becoming a father has made him a lot more aware of his surroundings and what sort of role model he needs to be because, I think the quote was, because he's always watching me. And, yeah, um, this was so lovely. Is, yeah, it was really lovely. All kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Wow. It's, uh, no, he, um, you know, he, he, this was at the Diana Award, uh, which has just launched the UK's biggest mentoring program so they're searching for mentors up and down the country to be positive role models for young people as part of the Diana Award which is um, which is a fantastic organization obviously in Princess Diana's name and um, you know along the tagline of young people have the ability to change the world so with this mentoring program Harry did a speech he met some of the young kids who are working with the program and um and, 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 you know, again, speaking, I, and I think he really enjoys, you know, speaking about becoming a dad. It's something that he's always wanted. Um, he's obviously enjoying it. He's, he's you know, he's, he's speaking about it quite a lot, um, despite the sleepless nights. And again, I think that perhaps if he had, was to have an opportunity to tell us how he felt about his son's christening, then he, he might <laughs> want to do it. Um but yeah, it's um, the the Diana Award. One of our our sister papers has had a, a sort of um, interest in this as well, and I think it will be a really good um, example of getting of how they can make a proper difference. The Royals in in highlighting the issue of having mentors for young kids to to keep them occupied. It's interesting, you know, like for Prince, if, when you're a royal, there's probably not that many people who you can have as your mentors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, it's a fairly unusual unusual role, but they sort of end up having you know the number of times we talk about you know harry's had a had a special conversation with someone who's grieving or they they meet so many different people that they end up kind of forming many different connections and being looked to for for many many different causes it's quite 
Well, Mark, Dyer, a chap called Mark Dyer, who is indeed Harry's mentor, probably his sort of confidant, his his mentor. He was basically like like his male nanny who was brought in to team up with Tiggy LeBorg, who's um who is rumored to be a godparent. So it'd be interesting to see that kind of relationship if that has fostered, and then obviously Harry going full circle and. And and having quite a big um big role to play in this sort of search for for mentors. And it's interesting talking about the role models thing as well because mm. obviously your story from last weekend about people that we know won't be at yes. the christening of Megan's family, which Absolutely, is yeah. of the enduring rift, which you know it would take something immense really to come back from it. Yeah, now, I mean, I as I, as it's been put to me, there's zero chance of you know uh, reconciliation from the from the Markles. There's uh you know um, the people I've spoken to close to Meghan, both inside and outside the palace, have said that she she only wants positive influences for Archie. And obviously that that's, that that may sound obvious, but I think it shows you that. She's only interested in looking forward, not interested in looking back. Despite Thomas Markle's, you know, regular pleas, even though he's calmed down uh, considerably late uh, lately, um, you know, his son Thomas Markle Jr. had been interviewed recently, saying that he thought it was the perfect opportunity for the family to get back together at an occasion like this. And this sort of very small, intimate, private affair has probably also not only because they want to be a small private affair, but has obviously been done with that in mind that they don't want to have this sort of big open celebration because by doing it, it just totally draws a line in the sand and saying, this is what we want. This is just for our small family unit moving forward. And, and obviously she's still trying to contest with, um, you know, only motherhood, uh, but you know, becoming a, a member of the royal family, that um, that it was put to me that you know pr- people like Prince Charles are, are really helping her with, and that, that they have developed uh, a strong bond as well. So, um, I, I, you know, it's as simple as that. She's interested in looking forward and and not looking back to the sort of poisonous aspect of um of of what her family have been like. Yeah, it sounds like Thomas Markle Jr. might have been watching a bit too much EastEnders because <laughs> surely, surely having like a you know a massive family fallout getting back together yeah. at a big family That's occasion a big family do, yeah. where there's you know You're chucking pork pies and sausage rolls across the room. <laughs> Another line in your story that I really liked was um that I think was it that the Queen and Charles think that she's handled it all in her. Was it very dignified? Very way? dignified, yeah. And she has. She and hasn't come out yeah. and said anything, has she? She's no, been exactly. she's kept her counsel. She's let it play out, you know, apart from the um the, the leak to uh, the Five Friends for People magazine, which was a bit over the top in my opinion. But, you know, I, I it, it was a very sort of um PR friendly version of getting her point of view out there. And I think people can just sort of maybe see what she's like over the next few few months and years and, and get to know her that way rather than her friends all coming out and saying mm. she's the best thing since sliced bread she's like Mother Teresa and it, it was a, just a bit of um, you know a, P, a bit of PR puff but that's 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 as far as she's gone she hasn't come out and, and you know publicly and Admonished him, so yeah, it's nice to know she's got the hopefully by the sounds of it got the royal family kind of behind her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. they're only going to support her, aren't they? I mean, especially Charles and the Queen. They've been through their own set of crises, and um, it it can't be easy coming into that family and with the the attention that it brings. And then to you know to, to 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 add into the mix, you've got your. 
um, you know, your your family who are intent on trying mm. to to wreck it at every opportunity for you. So you know, I wonder whether she sometimes if she's up in the middle of the night, which are with art, she just thinks, oh, life is really different now. You know, like I've got a baby, this is great. I've you know, I've met my my prince charming, and we're married, and I'm living in a different country. Like basically in a castle, yeah. um, <laughs> member of the royal family. Um, yeah, you know, in terms well, of where do you see yourself in five years' times? Questions. That's quite a. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, not even five years because so, someone tweeted the you know that picture that she did on Father's Day about how when she was lying on Thomas's chest. It's a really old photograph, but yeah, she yeah. she'd Instagram that in this well yeah well 2016 Father's Day. Yeah. Um, and or was it on his birthday? But either either or, it was in 2016. And you think that was three years ago? Yeah. And now she's got no relationship with her father, no relationship with her, her family. Yeah. She's now married into the royal family. They've moved to Frogmore Cottage, which you know she's moved to England. Yeah, moved to England, <laughs> moved countries, and you know got married, had a baby. I think it's just an absolutely colossal change for for anyone to deal with, let alone having sort of the spotlight that come that comes with it. Um, so we did. We did see Megan at the weekend. Nice trip out to the base. Yes, pool. yeah. I, yeah, I thought she would go. Time. I mean, it was. You couldn't get any sense out of. That. I suppose it was the palace because um, it's it's a matter of see how you feel in the day when you've you just had a baby and see see what's go um, how you how you feel. So yeah, it was really nice. I thought she would go because it was obviously the American aspect of it, and and they looked all very lovey dovey. Very cute, very cute presents for the baby. Yeah, they were very sweet. It was really lovely. And they both, again, looked so relaxed, didn't they? Like Harry was making jokes about who'd given them the best present and things like that. Like it was really... Very smiling. It was really lovely, yeah. And I really liked her dress then as well. Um, the it one that's quite simple and Yeah, and classy, it was. It was really. a Stella, McCart- um, Stella McCartney black one with like a waist belt on. Um, and she had flats, flat shoes on again, which I think is one of those nice things that I think obviously what she's comfortable in, but I think something that kind of other new mums will take a, you know, a, a nice nod to and think, right, I don't feel quite as bad now for the fact that I've not. Yes, I'm, I'm yeah, not. I'm still I, in my trainers. I'm going to leave the heels in the cupboard. I live in my trainers anyway. Um, so yes, <laughs> I am wearing flat shoes right now. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting seeing the pictures of them at the baseball because it kind of reminds you of that, you know, them at the Invictus Games when they kind of made their first appearance as a couple and, yeah. and you know, Sport is actually a really big part of of we, you know of the royal family's lives, and you know Prince William did send a good ma- good luck message to the lionesses he this, did. this yes. week, but sadly to, sadly to no avail. But they did put in a um, put in a brave performance, a good, yeah. a was, valiant performance. It was really good. I, I, I've I've loved watching the tournament actually. It's been great, and they put on a massive, you know, a great show. Unfortunately, they were beaten by the better team. Congratulations we, we to won. our American listeners, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. having gracious the gracious defeat. <laughs> yes, always. But um, I mean, we could have won it. We could have won the game. Well, Missed yeah. opportunities. Missed opportunities. Oh, dear. But no, you can, you can, they can hold their heads high. They, they did very, very well. So, yeah. Anyway, our little football football aside is completed. <laughs> um, two other announcements, um, both you know, from, from both houses, from the Sussexes and from the Cambridges, about forthcoming tours, which are kind of similarly interesting. If you like, I mean, we knew we knew about the Africa trip, but not the details of yeah. it or kind of the, the specifics. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, we've not got all of the details yet, but we know that it's South, South Africa, Africa, Malawi, Angola, okay. and Botswana. There will be a trip to Botswana as well. 
So um, and obviously Megan and um, Anochi are going. Even though they'll go to they'll go to the South Africa leg, it will start in Cape Town, finish in Johannesburg, and they will stay in South Africa. And meanwhile, so they'll probably do a few days. I, I, I imagine it will be around, you know, two weeks long. Um, they will um, do a few days in, in, in Cape Town and surrounding areas. And then Harry will obviously go off to, to Angolan landmines to, to, do, to, to do work on that. We've previous, previously spoken about. And then Malawi, where there is um, sort of a new base for Centrebale. They're sort of um, expanding their reach over in that part of... Um, the continent, and and then uh, he will go and do something with African parks in in Botswana, which is fascinating. It's going to be going to be a great trip. You got your getting your jabs done. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I've got to get it signed off by the boss. Yeah. Um, and and then and then you've got the Cambridge's tour, um, which will happen sometime in the, in the autumn afterwards, um, which will be Pakistan, and again hugely historic trip, uh, probably the mo- the biggest trip. <clears throat> In terms of the, the pressure that comes with it, the security aspects and the, the, the region for, for Kate, um, she hasn't done a tour for ages. So, oh, no, um, she hasn't, has she? 2016, I think. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a big, it's a big deal for both of them. Again, it sort of links into um, when we were in um, the Middle East with, with, um, with William, and I thought seeing him on that tour, he was absolutely exemplary he handled it very very well it was a political hot potato every Mm -hmm. twist and turn you know meeting world leaders from both sides of the the very fraught political divide and that is exactly the direction that he's he's going to be going in so and it's very telling because obviously that um, Harry and Meghan are going to go in this sort of commonwealth conservation girls education um, role that that they will be doing for for decades presumably and then you've got William being prepped to be this world leader, essentially, um, and you know, meet, meeting with you know people in these sorts of regions, and um, and, and being incredibly statesmanlike. So, it, it, hugely important, hugely um, important historically for, for for both of them, I think. I think from a security point of view, it is obviously going to be interesting and challenging, and you know. For example, the cricket team doesn't tour to Pakistan God, at yeah, the moment. Yeah. So that that was immediately my like, oh, this is you know this is a big deal. It will be well. Reporters have had have got to have hostile environment training, and so um, you know it's something that I don't think a lot of I, I don't know. I, I've had it previously because of my you know previous jobs, but. I don't think a lot of reporters have it. It's something specialised that you need to have. I'm not sure if a lot mm. of royal reporters would have ne- necessarily needed it over the years. Um, so it's uh, you know it, it it can't be undermined of how of how um, you know risky it is to go to that sort of area. So um, so fair play to them, and they're obviously going at the behest of the Foreign Office. So um, you know in our brave new post Brexit world, it's important that we reach out to, to countries all all over the world and. Um, and do you think they were buoyed by how well the Israel hundred percent, hundred percent? It was a fantastic um, occasion. It was, you know, triumphant in terms of how successful it was. He absolutely smashed it. I mean, you know, to to, to be, um, he's he's well read. He, you know, when we'd spoken to him on the way out there, 
Um, he'd, you know, he, you could tell that he was, um, you know, he'd been been very diligent over many months to to make sure that he was aware of the the nuances of the of the political situation over there. Um, you know, and and I thought very very impressive. Um, and of course, it was my first tour, so mm. and I was very, I was very very impressed. But it also seemed to play out smoothly. So mm. that, you know, the team that had done all of the preparatory work and the you know, arranged the schedule and arranged the logistics of it all had, had well, dealt with a, a difficult situation. Absolutely. I mean, not only the recce, but, you know, she, and the arrangement of these tours must be a headache in itself. It's, and then you've got the actual execution of it. But then put in the mix when he's sitting down um, with, you know, um, Prime Minister Rivlin, then he's saying, uh, you know, pass a message of hope onto, you know, our, our foes, essentially. And and then William was, was caught into sort of this sort of... Um, political uh, divide and he and he and he navigated it particularly well i thought so what i'm looking forward to is looking back through the archives to yeah, diana's diana and charles's visit to charles, pakistan yeah i mean th- it's th- it, there's loads of history to go there and and not only that but then you've got when charles and camilla were there in 2016 and that tour was fraught with security issues so um hopefully this will run a bit more smoothly and then you've obviously got um diana out there when she went over to to visit imran khan who's now the prime minister so um you know I, again i think it, that that tour is is something really really to look forward to very special um William, we well, he he popped out to visit some people who were remembering his mother earlier. Yeah, this, week. this was really lovely, actually. I think lots of the, lots of the people waiting outside um, were really touched by it. So it obviously should have been Diana's fifty uh, eighth birthday on Monday, um, and there was a group of kind of well wishes that were outside Kensington Palace doing a bit of a kind of. Um, like a vigil. Oh, was it? There we go. I went completely blank then. Um, for her with kind of flowers and things like that. Um, and yeah, William just just popped out. Um, there's a couple of photos of him. Just he just went out basically to thank them all for marking the occasion. I think I think the word he used was, I thought it was wonderful, wonderful that he was celebrating her life. And yeah, I think um his, his him popping out. I think there was quite a lot of tears from well wishers and yeah, it was a really, it's you know, it's a lovely, it's yeah, a lovely fascinating way, how much you know how much that connection kind of still mm. lives on for so many of so many of fair play to him going out i mean they're outside his house you know every year and yeah. he's, and for him to recognize it would have you know lasted a, a memory a lifetime of memories for those people yeah and william last week it was not long after you guys had done done your recording so it didn't make it into mm. last week's episode yeah, it was about 10 minutes i think after we left to the room so sorry that that wasn't on when prince william made his relatively um you know well certainly very well received comments on he was at a um Ah, visit um at the albert kennedy trust yes which helps homeless young people huge story lgbt it's pride well june was pride month yeah the pride in london parade not until saturday so we've got extended Extended, kind of awareness and awareness and celebration of lgbt issues and you know, the, the, I don't know how how far that the story travelled. You know, there were there were two women who were pretty badly attacked and beaten up on a bus after mm. they refused mm. to kiss for some men mm-hmm. recently. Which you know, it was a shocking Savage, story yeah. because we think of London as a very you know kind of open and tolerant city, and you you know modern where LGBT is kind mm. of accepted, and you don't expect to see that. I mean, if you if you aren't aware of this story, look up the picture because it's it's shocking. I think one of the women was actually American, um, 
the girlfriend of the of the main woman who'd been talking about it. But but William um, had he's he'd, he'd of, heard about it and he was shocked by it and he t- and he said about how you know he'd, he'd, he'd met the story with that absolute revulsion and I think that's really important. And he was actually asked by the, the Albert Kennedy Trust, a fantastic charity that that helps homeless people from the LGBTQ plus community. Um, that have essentially been kicked out of their house because of their life choices. And so um, to have William come down and to meet some of the, pe- the young people, obviously we know that he's got this passion for, for, ho- for, for um, homelessness charities, he's patron of two of them, he's done a lot of work in that sector before. And to have this added um, mixture of, of that kind of charity that helps LGBT plus uh, community, it was the first time a royal had ever been to a charity specific of that nature. And then he was asked by um, by someone, by one of the young people, um, with how he would react if his children came out as gay or LGBTQ+. And he, and he said, you know, he's obviously given it a lot of thought. He's spoken about it with, with Kate, um, spoken about it with other parents. And for him to say that he was completely okay with it, I think is a huge stride because, you know, on the one hand, you could say we live in 2019. Of course, that should be the the notion. He's a man um, in the public eye, whatever he says, travels far. But let's, you know, he's he's in probably one of the oldest institutions in the world um, that is set on tradition. Um, and, 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 let's, let's say that one of the, was well, especially um, George was gay or one of the children. And, and how would that, affect the the royal family and the fact that he's thought about it and has said that that um he would be okay with it i thought that was a, a huge huge stride for for the community what i did also think was really was also really good was the fact that he was also very honest where he said he would have um there were things he would be worried about in terms of the reaction that it might get from people and i thought that also kind of had a, a second point of highlighting how many the issues there are still surrounding this and how many people still don't accept this so I think while kind of showing that he was completely accepted I think he did a really good job of kind of raising awareness by being very honest in saying that he understands that he you know if any of the children were that they would face extra challenges so I think that was really important as well so yeah that's another good example as we you know we've talked about probably particularly around mental health of of the power of the royal family Mm. to help change attitudes or make make something that you know, at one stage was a bit of a taboo to talk about in the you know in the context of of mental health in particular, much more normal, much mm. more kind of normalised and part of the conversation. And you know, like me- mental health as an issue, like it, it sounds awful to say it, but it's like it's it's quite it's quite trendy. It's you know, it, people talk. There's a whole kind of um, it, it's so much part of society mm. now that mm. it's it's. It, it, and because it had been suppressed probably for quite so long, mm. it's it's um, and it wasn't when they and it more. wasn't or it was suppressed when they were talking when they started talking about it. Yeah, and you know there was a lot of naysayers who sort of said, "Why on earth are they getting involved in this? This will never take off." And 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 look at it now. I think yeah. they've had an uh, an astonishing global impact. And it'd be you know it'd be interesting to know um, what people from the LGBT plus community think about it. But I don't know whether for me there's a bit of a perception that you know we, there is a there is a there is a strong community or various communities within that community who are you know the kind of um the flag bearers the rainbow flag bearers 
for it and uh, but whether I don't know do they feel that they get enough support from the people outside their community at all times I don't know or do we kind of just leave them to get on with it and not not worry about it too much until it maybe touches touches our own lives um with people that we know one other thing that I just want to um mention before we finish or before we hear about what's coming next um Zara and Mike Tyndall on Top Gear yes that was this was brilliant. This was for me a perfect example of why the Tindals are the best royals. <laughs> <laughs> By not great. being quite entirely royal. Yeah. <laughs> so, um Top Gear big, you know, big BBC motoring show obviously in its in its new phase with its new presenters and they uh get people on to do try and drive fast essentially. So this was I've not I've not been hugely watching the new series. So there were two bits of the challenge that Zara and Mike had to do. First they had to drive as fast as possible in like a Jaguar of some kind, um, down a straight track through essentially two, like two gateposts, essentially massive metal pillars. And I think when they had the briefing beforehand, there's like six inches either side, not to smash a window. <laughs> so there was, there was who could go fastest through the gates. So, you know, Zara went first, hammered it. She, she was a bit frustrated that she was just under 100 miles an hour and she did, she clipped the wing mirror, but it didn't break. So it was fine. She was valid. So, <laughs> and then this is on a Jag. This is in a, yeah. I think it was like an older one. I think it was a a, a, a brand new one. But uh, then Mike had his go, and uh, yeah. So he did go faster, but he did um, obliterate <laughs> one of the gate posts and uh, and smash up the wing mirror. And then so they they did that segment first, and then they came out for the for the studio appearance, and they're sitting on the sofa. And, you know, like Zara's got a hand on her, on Mike's leg and he's kind of, he's got his arm around her back on the sofa and there's a bit of chat and, um, you know, the presenters are taking the, taking the mick out of uh, Mike's broken yep. nose. Yeah. And this and well, they're taking the mick out of each other quite a lot as well, which is what I was really, yeah, really enjoyed. <laughs> I think my favourite line from it was when, or it was when they were doing the rehearsal when Mike, I think he said, um, he said to her, I've seen you drive faster to Waitrose, oh, yeah. which I... <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's when, when they did their, when they had to do their lap to see who could go, who could actually do oh, a yeah, lap that was faster. On the, that was on the they rehearsal were, for the lap, wasn't they it? Were, yeah. uh, they were um, in the in the car together, and Mike did the, win that one, but by by one second, <laughs> they kind of got a sense of that nice competition between them. But the uh, yeah, the kind of unguarded moments when I think they thought that the the TV. Was, you know the kind of the recording was being shown rather than them on the sofa <laughs> they were quite you know they were very um they were very affectionate and looked looked quite relaxed and it was yeah they got lots of lovely. really good feedback on social media with people just saying how kind of down to earth and laid back they were um which is lovely cool so we should look forward to seeing them very soon russell is there anything particular to look out for in the next week other than how the christening plays out other than the christening plays out, oh yes, uh, next week is the well we've got Harry and William coming together for a charity polo match, which is really really special. That um, the the late owner of Leicester City Football Club, who sadly died in a helicopter accident, um, they will be raising money for his charities and the and some of their own charities as well. That is next Wednesday. Camilla's off to Wimbledon. We'll be Camilla is off to Wimbledon, Wimbledon as well. Plenty of time. Um, sure. There'll be some coverage of because it's coming out on Thursday. Thursday, so today, as in yesterday, if you're following me, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's William, again. William is at the Royal La- Marsden Hospital meeting some fantastic people there, and there'll be a story about that, I'm sure, on the website. And and then on Sunday, the 14th of July, you've got um, Harry and potentially Meghan, probably Meghan, are going to see the, the European premiere of The Lion King. 
in uh, Leicester Square in London. So look out for that. And there's going to be some superstar star-studded guests, so watch out for that. Amazing. That sounds great. Lots to look forward to, and we'll be back to talk to you about it very soon. But until next time... Pod save the Queen! 